For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. South, shout out to you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. Shout out to the Who That Nation. We up in this thing. Appreciate you guys for joining us for this installment of the show. Much love to the fam and thank you kindly for being here as we get ready to kind of go over some news, notes, and items with the family members tonight. So much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in here. As I get my screen together, <laughs> shout out to the fam, man. Much love. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week as we get closer. We are here. Weekend's here. Tomorrow's Friday. Hope you guys have had a fantastic and super successful, positive, and empowering week as we get ready to close this weekend, as we get ready to talk a little black and gold with the fam. I know it's a little late, so how about some late sync talk? 
Shout out to the fam. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And by all means, feel free to share, share, sharing is caring here on the Sports Coma. Feel free to share the show on your social media feed. Shout out to the great Saint Thank Tank. Now, this story, this show, as you can hear uh, or see, uh, this one's inspired by the great Bob Rose's article, you know, that he that we spoke about. So this is basically the who's the which saint is under or saints period who are under the most pressure. In 20, in 20 and 23. And I thought this was a fantastic article by Bob. Give him a shout out. You know, honorary great St. Dank Tank family member. But this is a really good article by Bob. And it speaks to some of the stuff that we really want to see uh, or the pressure period, because there is pressure. You know, when you add Derek Carr, this is Dennis Allen's quarterback. He drafted him in, you know, with the Raiders, obviously. Uh, the offense, a lot of money has been spent on the offense. A lot of draft capital has been committed to the offense. The Saints have basically kept the offensive line together as opposed to break them up and bring in veterans to kind of take their place. They opted to have more continuity there on the offensive line. I I applaud that. I, I'm just going to keep it real with you. I applaud that. You know, I applaud that. Thank you. I applaud that big time. I'm not going to lie to you, fam. I applaud that big time. I applaud that big time. I think that was fantastic that the Saints did that. And they spent some capital on the defense as well. But I think the Saints realize that they that the offense will have to carry the day for the Saints. And obviously, when you spend a buck fifty on the quarterback on top of the team, you resituate Mike's contract to a one-year prove-it deal. You rework Andrews Pete, who's had some injury issues as over the last several years, same as Mike. Uh, and you still have Elvin there. You give Elvin the ultimate running back tandem with Jamal Williams. I still say free away will be probably be the biggest, best signing uh, in terms of the team once it's all said and done. Uh, once this year is over with, but I'm just going to be honest with you. The Saints have a lot of pressure on them to win this year. So, I mean, I just think a lot of what we've seen here, period, is going to be uh, very intriguing moving forward. But anyway, let's de- delve right into this one. Five Saints under the most pressure in 2023 after an extremely aggressive offseason. I, I definitely agree with that. Conservative years without a plug birth or consecutive years with a <laughs> conservative and consecutive <laughs> years without a plug birth. Here are the Saints under the most pressure to succeed in this season. So anyway, we'll see just how well it'll, it'll do, but the reality is, is that they got to produce, man, no doubt about it. But anyway, let's delve into it. Saints have missed the plus for the last two years, consecutive years. It's the first time that's happened since the 2015-16 season. And they finished with a 7-10 and record of this past year. So the first losing season uh, record since 2016 and the first double-digit loss campaign since the Katrina disaster of 2005. So that goes to show you it's been a while since the Saints have been this bad prior, you know, Katrina year. These struggles prompted several changes in personnel for the Saints, both on the field and in the coaching staff. The defensive staff is almost entirely new, despite a top 10 ranking in total yardage for the last four seasons and a strong finish last year. New Orleans will have a new starting quarterback, two new starters at the defensive tackle, along with several new faces on their depth chart. Now, we talked about uh, some of the personnel the Saints have brought, and he's absolutely right. That's why, you know, 
the last several shows I've been looking at, I mean, the Saints offense is going to have to catch fire to do it. We did film studies, so shout out to the family members that were there uh, in the Patreon, uh, YouTube membership and Patreon family members. They could check that out. We had an hour and 40-something show, a 40-minute show. <clears throat> we, we covered news notes. We went over film of several different impactful Saints veterans and undrafted guys and what they could do for the saints. We actually looked at film of Carr that was really good in showing on film, what Carr could actually bring to the saints. What does he do? That'll be that phenomenal in the saints offense. And what he does is like I said, he brings explosives. He brought, he brings the explosives and people <clears throat> could use their imagination to see what I mean. When I talk about explosives, the saints didn't have that last year. That's why they they were a milk toast offense that was not that wasn't fun to watch. That was very pathetic to watch. But the defense, the defense, I believe the defense takes a step back. You know, and we talking about in terms of the rush defense, they were pretty pathetic. But overall, they they might take a step back here. Now we know we got Cam and Demario and guys like that there, and Marshawn Lattimore and Tyron Matthew. But all for the Saints to sustain that, they're going to heavily rely on those guys to kind of keep everybody steady because there's a lot of turnover on the defensive line coming in here. A lot of question marks of how these guys are going to look together. We know that um, they, from a run defense standpoint, they were pretty poor last year. So we, we hoping they don't, you know, that you can't get it. You can't get any lesser than that. But you got a new secondary coach coming in here over the secondary, a new defensive line coach, a new defensive coordinator to work with Dennis Allen. And these are Dennis's guys. So it's a pressure on them to win right now. So it ain't going to be much of a honeymoon period. The honeymoon's over. All right. So let's look at it. Uh, according to Bob. Now he said, so who's under the most pressure as the Saints enter the 2023 campaign? Number five, as he goes from five to one, Michael Thomas can't guard Mike. After averaging over 117 catches and 1,378 yards over his first four seasons. Boy, that seems so far far away, didn't it? Don't it? Thomas has been plagued by injuries the last three campaigns. He's been sidelined for 40 of the Saints' last 50 regular season contests, including the last 14 games of 2022. Boy, I tell you, those first four years seem like they are so far away. Sideline 40 of the last 50 regular season contests, including 14 games of 2022. It just goes to show you, you know, how far off really, man, you know, it is from how far Mike's removed from that campaign. And people, we tend to forget how great he was during that stretch. But after all that time away and all of those blasted injuries, could he overcome that this year and give us a glimpse of can't guard Mike uh, from the prior years. It'll be interesting. When on the field, Thomas has shown he's extremely productive. In three games last season, he caught 16 passes for 171 yards with three touchdowns. At 6'3", 217, Thomas is one of the NFL's most physical receivers. He's also the league's most precise route runner and has elite hands, making him nearly impossible to cover on intermediate levels. Even with the talent, that New Orleans says that at wide out now, Thomas adds a rare dimension to the offense. He reworked his deal to stay with the team. That's, you know, this offseason, but could be a free free agent at the end of the year. Now, 30 years old, expect the motivated Thomas to play another, you know, to play for another big payday. And remember, listen, the Saints last year, you know, they, they kind of, they moved up 
gave up multiple picks to move up to go and get Chris Olave, who was a guy that Michael Thomas wanted to be his, um, you know, his, his, his tandem. He wanted to tandem with Chris Olave, the speedster out of Ohio state who would look, who would look really good next to Mike. If Mike can remain healthy. And that's a big question. 40 of the last 50 regular season games, man, that's a lot. And the tension will be on Michael Thomas, but the saints are not really relying on Michael Thomas to become Michael Thomas again, if you know what I mean. You know, they're not really relying on him. So what you mean by that, Q? What you mean they're not relying on him? Of course they're relying on him, right? I mean, how could you rely on a guy that's been gone for 40 of the last 50 games? So if it's, it'll be a pleasant bonus, whatever the Saints get out of him, right? Whatever they get out of Mike Thomas will be a pleasant bonus. And I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to work him into the system very slowly based on all of the time that he's missed. So, and they have a deep wide receiver room where they can do that. They don't have to force him in there. They can work him back slowly if they need to and handle it however they feel they need to. But that'll be really encouraging and cool part of it if we did have Mike Thomas back, right? If we can have Michael Thomas back on the team healthy, he definitely adds another dimension to the to what the Saints wide receivers uh, could bring there. And what obviously Derek Carr, this could be a very phenomenal looking offense in this one year. And of course, Michael Thomas will definitely be looking for a payday. I don't know if the Saints will pay him. Let's say if he let's say Michael Thomas is healthy and he plays out the entire year and he returns to, you know, he's he plays out all the games and and if he does that, you know Michael's, you know, it's more than likely he'll finish with about sixty plus catches on the season. About, you know, close to ten touchdowns and, you know, he'll have a sixty, seventy catch season with all of the weapons the Saints have. You know, so I mean if he can remain to form, yes, indeed, he's dangerous. Yes, indeed, he's dangerous. He's another weapon there. So it'll be really cool. I'm praying for Michael Thomas, man, to be healthy, man, to remain healthy. So he's under pressure, man. But like I said, I don't think the Saints are, like, looking at him and saying, hey, man, we really need you. We really need, you know, you know. I think to a degree the Saints have already kind of moved in a kind of look in another, because he's 30 years old. Come on. We kind of look, he's, they're kind of looking to the future here. You see Chris Olave, you see Rashid Shahid, and they're looking forward into the future. And, and Mike's right there, but Mike has to show himself and everybody else that he is healthy and ready to compete at a high level again. So number five, number four, Trevor Penny, the left tackle, first round draft pick, still made a few uh, trades to acquire the two first round picks in the 2022 draft. Chris, uh, the wideout Chris Olave, the 11th overall choice. Had a marvelous rookie year and is a vital part of the offense. And with their second first rounder, New Orleans drafted offensive tackle Trevor Penning at the number 19th overall spot. Hadn't seen much of Penning, but, you know, you see his attitude. And he's 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 a big physical guy with athleticism. We just need to see more of him. Considered raw, but extremely physical out of northern Iowa. Penning improved with each preseason out and unfortunately suffered a foot injury that kept him out for 11 games of the year. Once healthy, Penning was used as an extra blocker on short yardage packages until getting his first start in the regular season finale. I didn't get that part of the game. You know, the Saints stinking. You know, you're not winning any games. Um, and I was saying Penning, I'm like, okay, he's not ready to go. Why not? I mean, you know. But they would put him in there and then say at the final game of the season, I, I don't know what the, the game plan was with Penning. 
Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. You know, it wasn't like the Saints was tearing it up, offensively speaking. So, you know, why not put Pennant out there? You know, take advantage of it. But they didn't wait until the season almost was over with in the season finale to start him. Penciled as a starter at left tackle, Penning must show quickly while the Saints invested a first-round choice in him. He's a mauler in the running game, but must be able to provide standout pass protection as well. Doing so, doing so will allow the team to use reliable veteran James Hurst at an inside spot if, when, <laughs> Andrews Pete gets injured and bolsters the depth and versatility of the entire offensive line. So, yes, Bob's saying he, he knows it because it's all too well and familiar with Andrews. Another guy I'm praying stays healthy, but Trevor Penning issue with Trevor Penning staying healthy. My issue with Trevor Penning is I don't think he should be at the left tackle position (sighs) because Derek Carr is a right-handed quarterback. His blind side would be Penning where Penning will be starting at. And Penning is not the best offensive. And I've said this so many years. I just think this is so unfundamental. It's ridiculous, but they just proceed like it's normal. The best offensive tackle on the team right now, I guess between the two, would be Ryan Ramchek, even though he didn't play like it over the last year. You know, dealing with injuries or whatnot, hopefully he can return to form. But my thinking, if you have a $150 million quarterback, his blind side should be protected by your best offensive tackle, and that is not Trevor Pennant. That is Ryan Ramchek. For whatever reason, the Saints are doing this where they won't they refuse to move Ramchek off the right tackle position. Well, Q, he don't know how to play left tackle position. That's not true. The Saints played him at left tackle before. Well, they don't want to pay him the extra money. The Saints don't give a damn about that money. About bonuses he'll get if he was to move to the left tackle position. It's just a silly decision to keep to have a, you know, a basically a young this guy, you know, he started one game, it's the season finale. Even though he has elite athleticism, he's still very much a young offensive lineman that needs to figure it out more. I would be really cool with moving Ramchek over there and let Ramchek figure it out while Penning is very much new to the the position. He can slide and learn that other job, just like Ramchek could. But I won't harp in on that. But in terms of Penning, the player, it's just a matter of time. You know, having his nasty disposition, hopefully that nasty, ferocious, uh, energy that he has mentality that he has spreads over these, over the entire saints, uh, melancholy offensive line mindset. I mean, they're a bunch of, you know, they're a bunch of nice guys and you know, we, we need to see the mean streak more. We need to see the meanness come out more. And you see it every so often with Eric McCoy. We seen it prior to Ramcheck getting paid. Now we see Ryan Ramcheck paid. He ain't angry no more. He, he not, he don't play with that, uh, that same chip on his shoulder that he played with before they gave him the money. Andrews can't stay healthy. Cesar Ruiz turning out to be the probably the most consistent offensive lineman that we've seen, which is crazy. And McCoy is simply McCoy. He's another, he's a cool dude, but the mean, the meanness, the meanness, the meanness. Yeah. They, I hope that some of that spreads throughout the saints offensive line. Cause it takes attitude to run the football. 
We need more attitude. Number three on the list, Pete Carmichael. Saints offensive coordinator in New Orleans ranked just 19th in total offense last year and a lowly 28th the year before that. Injuries and the failure to replace Breeze certainly were major contributors. However, the Saints lacked imagination, creativity, consistency, and failing and yeah, <laughs> infuriatingly short and crucial situations. Indeed. Former head coach Sean Payton is one of the finest offensive minds in the game. Carmichael has been the team's offensive coordinator for 14 years counting. And on Payton's staff since 20, since 2006, play calling was a major issue last year, leading some to be surprised when Carmichael was retained this offseason. Carmichael has plenty of talent. Thomas, Kamara, Ramchek, McCoy among the league's best at their positions. Their offensive line is physical and formidable. Olavi, Rashid Shaheed, Juwan Johnson was explosive playmakers, offseason acquisitions of Jamal Williams, Foster Monroe, and Kendra Miller and A.T. Perry are major upgrades in depth. Carmichael also now has a quarterback capable, capable of running his intricate system. There are no excuses for any another poor performance. If so, there will likely be some massive changeover on the offensive staff as there was on the defense, defensive side this year at the very least. P. Carmichael on the list at number three. Now, of course we talked about a lot of the playmaking, the underutilization of Elvin Kamara last year was criminal by Pete Carmichael. Almost seemed like he wasn't even calling the same games, you know? So the thing is when these guys get caught in this time bubble, when they get, when they get, when they get captured in, in, in this weird tunnel vision, where they're calling these plays and they're not in sync of what's going on. They're just calling these plays and these plays start dividing from the personnel that's supposed to be out based on the environment of the situation. Meaning when he's calling these plays and his playmakers are sitting on the sideline on crucial situations when he's supposed to be in the game. We've seen that. We've seen that all last year with Pete Carmichael, you know, his offense lacked balls. Why? Because P. Carmichael is not that type of dude. We know it was Peyton Manning. I mean, not Peyton Manning. Peyton, yeah, Sean Payton, excuse me, the whole damn time who brings that funk. But what I think this year, P. Carmichael should improve, and I'll tell you why. Derek Carr, which is the next dude that's on the hit parade. You know, Derek Carr is the main reason why P. Carmichael's offense should improve because Carr brings the things the Saints' offense needs to be. They don't have to be. Uh, you know, a dynamo blow you out the gym offense type of deal. But even though what happens with Derek Carr, he brings the explosive plays. He gets the ball down the field. He throws a very easy 40 plus yard deep ball with a spiral. He has a feathery touch and that's his best throw. He also moves out on out of the pocket to make throws. He uses his wheels when he needs to. He's actually pretty decently accurate on intermediate stuff. You know, we watched him work on that part of his game. And I think the stink on Carr is a lot from his brother because, they're, you know, they say that he underachieved with the Raiders. He is the all-time passing leader for the, for the Raiders organization. This is a championship organization. He's the top guy. You know, he owns a lot of their records over there. But he's been consistently saddled with the fact that, you know, how many playoff games did he win? You know, his win loss record. The only way to dispel a lot of this stuff, despite the fact that we covered and talked about Derek Carr on the P 
on the uh, Patreon uh, chapter. You guys can uh, subscribe, hit the link, join the channel, and you can get all that. We talk about that. What makes him one of not a middling quarterback, but that people are not looking at the statistics. We break that down. But his temperament, his leadership ability, the fact that he'll bring explosives, he'll make the Saints offense very exciting to watch because the Saints have weapons all over the place as we just ran over. And the fact that he can get them the ball. So, like I said, the, the car in the Saints offense, the wide open offense with Pete Carmichael talking to him. And he is a leader guy. And, and Pete Carmichael is kind of a guy we know Carr has an alpha mentality. Pete Carmichael more of a beta. And that's balance right there when you have a guy and an offensive coordinator that work well together because, you know, and Carr's not going to run over Carmichael. You know, he won't run over him. <laughs> <laughs> you won't run them down, but they'll kind of bounce off each other and they'll create a harmony. I think in the room where uh, Carmichael will look to look to car to help him drive the saints. This I to all these goddamn driving, but <laughs> you know, it was coming. You knew it was coming. You know, I was going to say something like that. I, right, but anyway, I think that car and Carmichael will bring a good offense together for the saints. And I think the saints offense will drastically improve. I, could, I would even say, based on studying the film of what he brings and the Saints just protecting him, him getting the ball to the wide receivers and the weapons around him, the running backs, tight ends, you know, and then he has weapons in the wide receiver and tight end room that he played with before with the Raiders. It heightens the team's success. And I think that how fast Carr picks up with Carmichael is laying down is a whole nother thing. But I really see a very good Saints offense. I'm talking top 10 here. I'm talking top 10. I'm talking about a top 10 Saints offense next year with Carr running the team, him and Carmichael together. So I think that's a big part of the dynamic, him, those two together. Anyway, Carmichael, number two on the list. I mean, Carr, excuse me, number two on the list. Saints is betting $100 million that they found the success of the Drew. That's how they guaranteed money. They're playing 32 years. Got wild, $100 million. They're paying the 32-year-old Carr who signed a five-year contract after his release from the Raiders. Carr has a, sol- has, has a solid career. He completed 65% of his career passes in nine years, over 35,000 passing yards with 217 touchdowns against 99 interceptions. That 35,222 passing yards is sixth ranked among, and this is a stat dropping because a lot of people are not talking about this, is that he's sixth among active NFL quarterbacks in the game currently. Is that middle of the pack? No, that's not. He's not a middle of the pack dude. We, we, you got to look at environment and we'll see. He have to dispel a lot of that when he comes to new Orleans for real. That includes four seasons with at least 4,000 yards through there, including a career high 48, 04 and 21. He's done it without the type of talent he'll have in new Orleans, but also comes in, with a 63 and 79 career record. And that's what it, and that's what sacks him every time. Oh, he's only 63 and 79 as a starter. Well, I mean, he doesn't play defense, does he? You know, so in the end, I think the Saints offense will be a top 10 unit when it's all said and done. This will be Carr's sixth head coach, six different offensive coordinator. Remember when people started saying all the stuff about the man. Yeah, this six head coach in the nine years going, this is going into his 10th year, six head coach. You know, he had five of them with the Raiders just alone, five coaches in Oakland, six different offensive coordinators. 
He heads into his 10th year. The fact that he remained productive says that he is able to grasp any offensive system quickly. That is a great point, Bob Rose. Great point. Bob is dropping the science. Let me read that again. That is a great point to the car bashers out there. (laughs) To the car bashers and the car jackers. Listen to this one again. This will be Carr's sixth head coach, six different offensive coordinator, right? As he heads into his 10th year. The fact that he remained productive says that he is able to grasp any offensive system quickly. That is absolutely awesome, Bob Rose. That is, that's, that's, I wasn't even thinking about that. And I was looking up the stuff and I was looking up certain statistics and other stuff, but Bob brings, it goes a little bit, a little, uh, another, uh, you know, level into it. That's a great point about picking up the system, you know, that fast with all those different people. That's a wonderful point. Replacing a legend is a monumental task, yet that's exactly what faces Carr in New Orleans. He'll attempt to do it with more talent than he's ever played with, but expectations will be astronomical. He also take on the task with a familiar face, and the coach who draft them. So it seems like harmony. It seems like harmony, right? And then here's Dennis Allen, number one guy on the damn list, right? Carr need to look no further than his head coach for advice on replacing a franchise legend. Allen Winch is seven and 10 in his first year as coach Peyton's successor. More concerning is the fact that Allen now has a putrid 16 and 38 career record as a head coach following a failed two-plus-year stint with the Raiders. It was Allen who drafted Carr in the second round out of Fresno State in his final year with Oakland. An outstanding defensive mind, Allen came under constant fire from his decision-making last season. To the chagrin of some Saints family members, he was retained by the organization for a second year. We still don't know how much they pan him. Oh, well, Q, it's a three or four year deal or approximate. Don't tell me no approximates. I want no facts. I want to know exactly how much it is and how much the time frame is. They can't tell you that. They can approximize, which I don't want to know approximates. I want to know exactly what it is. And people can't tell you that because they haven't released what Dennis Allen's contract is. And if they did, it would explain why the Saints want to hold on to him. Why would you hold that contract? They probably plan that dude way more than he's worth. And they will come under fire for it. They know how we think, man. Anyway, the Saints uh, have never fired a head coach after one year. Only Hank Stram, 28 games, was let go after two seasons. Allen made plenty of changes this offseason. Almost all of his new defensive staff has worked with him in the past. His new quarterback was a player that he originally drafted. He spearheaded several personnel moves in an extremely aggressive offseason you know, for the team, which feels like to me with all of the moves, Dennis, uh, Mickey was telling them, Hey man, just tell me what you want. And we're going to get this because the pressure's on. They feeling it. You can smile and you know, all this kind of stuff, but everywhere you go, people are upset and saying, you look, you know, you building us doing, you had a fantastic stellar and you know, off season, you did a fan, you know, free agency was solid. You had a, a pretty solid, smart draft. A really awesome signing of undrafted talent. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You're finding these good, really solid players like James Washington, adding them to the team and making it even stronger. Those heighten the expectations for not only a winning season, but a playoff season. When you put a $150 million quarterback in there with all the weapons the Saints have, I'm pretty sure who that nation is looking for more than just getting to the playoffs. They want to get a win there. They want to get a win. The only issue is, can Dennis Allen do it? He got all his guys there. And the reality is, if he fails again, and I really don't want to see the Saints lose, but if Dennis Allen fails again, they won't fire him after this year. They won't. Now, if he goes three and whatever and only wins three games, yeah, he'll definitely get it handed to him. But if it's six or above, they're going to, you know, six or seven wins or more than that on a soft schedule as as it appears. Drew, uh, Drew kind of counteracted that. Drew's like, man, listen, man. I'm going to play that momentarily for you guys. But this will be intriguing. So the pressure, these are the most pressured positions on the Saints team. Dennis Allen sits entrenched on top of that thing. So absolutely, Dennis Allen, man. P. Carmichael, Carr. Carr is, you know, entrenched as a starter. We got all these guys. We don't even talk about Taysom, who's behind Dennis Allen on this pitcher. He's a part of that, too. And And let's put some pressure, too. I guess we could throw some extra guys on this list. Uh, the top five, you know, if we had some more people. How about Darren Rizzi, the special teams coach? Our special teams look like crap last year, except for Blake Gilligan. We can't block uh, for our kick returners and punt returners. You know, Will Lutz looked like crap last year, and only one guy shining was Blake Gilligan. We have to tra- change that around. I understand why they, what they're looking at. Darren Rizzi should have been fired last year, this year. You know, he's supposed to change all that, and he's not doing it. But anyway, these are the guys. Y'all guys put in the comment section, let me know how y'all feel about this stuff because this will be interesting to me to know how you feel about this. Now, let's move on to the next thing, man. And this is speaking of schedules, and we just mentioned the schedule. And this is coming, shout out to WWL. It's coming from them. He was up, he was talking to uh, Bobby Hebert, uh about the same schedule, and this is what he had to say. Listen up. Drew, uh, damn, it's the easiest schedule they ever had in history. It's like, oh, my God, how can you not win double ditch? I, I know things change and who you play and you look at the quarterback matchups, but I look at how can you not hold the organization, speak to the fire, that being Dennis Allen. Look, I'm a Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis fan. But I look right now, uh, that the team's right on the 500 bubble. I'll say for like eight and nine, nine and eight. Hell yeah, we should be double digits. Uh, we cannot afford to have the third consecutive losing campaign. Now, I don't know if you're going to win anything, but you should be in the hunt potentially to win the NFC South and have double digit wins for sure, considering, uh, that we're at right now with Derek Carr at the helm. 
I've never seen him this excited over a schedule, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I see that. I feel it. You know, it's funny. I there are plenty of times where I looked at the schedule and was like, man, this is going to be this going to be the toughest schedule we've ever played. Like, look, we got to go here, we got to go there. This time of year, that time of year, whatever. At the end of the day, you really don't know. You really don't know what you're going to encounter. You know, from from week to week with these teams. You know, on paper right now, some of them may look really, really good. Some of them may look really bad. You really don't know until you get to that point. Right. There's so many variables and circumstances that go into that, right? Not just them, but, but how you are as a team, right? How you're coming together if you have some key injuries and you're, and you're just having to battle it out for a few weeks with some guys that are less proven. Look, at the end of the day, like, look at the division, you know? Should we win the division? Yeah, Hell yeah. Win the division. But Atlanta will be better than they were last year. Carolina will be better than they were last year. Tampa, I don't know. Maybe not. Bottom line is this. You know, if you look at last year – we should have won the division last year. I you know, agree. If we beat Tampa, if we beat Tampa in Tampa on Monday night, would your impression of where the team sits be different had we won the division last year? That's true, right? I, I think everybody, I think everybody would have maybe a little bit different feeling. That's stop it right there, and that's true, absolutely true. The 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 Tampa Bay games were the two of the disappointing matchups. We had both those games in hand. Drew's right. It was just pathetic, man laid down but that's what we're speaking about when you in you know you games like that the Tampa Bay game should have been the wins the Carolina game should have been wins a lot of the games you've seen it go down the way it did because of poor decision making at the head coaching level the offense was funky you know stink we didn't make the adjustments the Saints they were so the offense was so sporadic and awful it was just pathetic the 49ers game was a disappointment, too. We just needed two touchdowns. We supposedly averaged 20-something points a game. We couldn't get two scores to beat them. Uh, if we got two touchdowns, we'd beat them 14-13. to 13. I mean, we just gave games up last year, and that's why it was the way the Saints were losing last year is why the people were pushing for Dennis Allen to be fired because it doesn't take multiple years for you to see if somebody has it or not. Did you make a bad decision? Instead of prolonging that decision, make the decision and simply move on. But I think, like I said before, it was all monetary why Dennis Allen remained with the Saints. Here we go. It's an urgency, but you know, you, you start feeling like, man, we really gotta, we really gotta do something here, right? It's been two, two seasons now without, without going to the playoffs when obviously that's the expectation that we've, we've established, but we were one game away, not even one game. We're like two plays away right? in that game. There's about five things that if just one of them didn't happen, at the end of that game, we win the division, right? We're right there. I mean, bottom line is we're right there. We have we have all the pieces in place. I mean, offensively, golly. Like, I, I look at the skill position and, and just we've got a lot of mouths to feed, but, man, we've got, we've got guys that if we can – everyone understands and embraces their role. I think Derek Carr is a great fit for the system. Uh, I think defensively, we're still there. You know, I mean, you'd say the two captains of the defense, Cam Jordan – and Demario are in a position with some with some young talent now around them that we've gone out and drafted over the last two years. You got to make sure that we can hold up up front. You know, you lose a couple interior D linemen, but you go and draft a couple. You know, hopefully those guys jump right into a position where they're key contributors um, and everybody can stay healthy. I mean, look, yeah, sky's the limit. You know, you just want to take one step at a time. But I don't think you worry so much about who you're playing or the rest of the division or any of that other stuff, though, Bobby. You just focus on honestly the best teams that. I was a part of here on yourself. Right? Were, were were teams that just honestly the off seasons, the training camps, you just battled. Iron sharpens iron. Like you woke up every day trying to kick the other side's ass. 
Amen. Like, like you woke up and it was like I, I couldn't even look at Jonathan Zoma in the locker room <laughs> because I was like, I got to kick that guy's ass today. Like, like you know, that. all those guys, Roman, Malcolm, like all those guys, you know. And, and so for a month, you were just at each other's throats. And then once you got to the season, like you were so tired of beating up on each other that you you couldn't wait for the season to start. And then you looked at everybody else and you said. There's no way that who we're about to play this Sunday is better than what we've been going up against every day in practice for the last month. And it just made the season that much easier. Now, uh, Drew, uh, but the question I should say that. Right, so let's stop right there, man. That's that's absolutely what it is. Now, could we get that back? Now, you hear the great Drew Brees talking about that's the first ballot Hall of Famer telling you how the smoke was with those guys in practice and how they were able to. Uh, iron sharpened iron, right? There was no iron sharpening last year. We knew that, but this year, could there be? Is is that is that returned? Now, you talked about, and Bob mentioned in an article about following the Hall of Famer or a really good person, Sean Payton, future Hall of Famer, Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer, cars following these guys into the team, a veteran, been in the league, coming on for ten years now. Is a guy that can get the ball down the field explosives. He's far from a Drew Brees quarterback, but does it bring that competitiveness t- to the team, right? And the thing is, I, I think the Saints offense, and we've yet to feel this yet, and this is just my, you know, my expectation, but I really do expect the Saints offense to be the leader of this team, and that's how it's supposed to be. Because I really do think that despite the fact that Cam and DeMario, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore, those guys are there. There is a lot of turnover on the defense. Not just, and it's, it, it'll be different to a degree if it was just players, but it is players and coaches, which means that something's going to be different. Not different good or different bad. I, I can't tell you that. All I can say is the leadership of the Saints defense, where you have a Cam or DeMario or guys like that there, they're supposed to keep those guys on par, but if you remember last year, that where was the leadership when things was falling apart? There was no team only meetings. There was just a bunch of excuse letting by various individuals throughout the team, and it really pissed me off because I really didn't want to hear that. Don't don't make excuses to me. Just get out there and perform, you know. And that's what we want. We want the answers. Just go and perform. So anyway, let's finish up with Drew. And I have for you, we can't be snake bit again as far as. Can we take away the football protected? Drew, I, I bet you didn't know this. I'm going to tell you this. Do you know that the Saints are coming off their worst team ever, uh, the, the worst season ever in Saints history for takeaways? And uh, only 14 forced turnovers and seven interceptions that were both franchise lows. Considering as good as our secondary was, that's two franchise lows. Well, you know this. Okay, let's say we've played a handful of games. Can't we be plus four instead of minus four or something? I mean, you know how much a difference that makes. Yeah. Look, and, and, and there's there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, but you, you talk about man, ways to, to help the offense, right, and play complementary uh, ball. You know, that, that goes a long way. On the flip side, the better the offense is, the more points you're scoring, the more pressure you put on the opposing offense right. to have to be more aggressive. Well, what happens when they get more aggressive? That's when opportunity. That's when the defense can be opportunistic. So all these things play hand in hand, right? And it's not that 
one equals the other, and it's it, like it's a combination of all these things. Man, the better the offense plays, I guarantee you, the more turnovers the defense will get, and the more uh, turnovers the defense gets, the more points the offense will get because of the more opportunities and the more momentum shifts. Right? These things work hand in hand. Both sides have their responsibility in in that. Have you got a chance at all? I stopped that for, and that's a great point by Drew. But the thing is, how good can the Saints defense be? We'll start really delving into that as we get into this portion of the year moving ahead because it, it starts getting philosophical to a degree when you have, we start using our imaginations and saying, okay, until we actually see them on the field performing in the next several months or so, how how really how good could this Saints defense be based on what it was last year? And we're not anticipating it to be as terrible as it was stopping the run. But really, the secondary was a top five unit. It was a stellar uh, unit last year. Uh, uh, can it really be that this year? And you have new coaches there. You know, coaches, new defensive line coach, new defensive coordinator, new special teams coach. You know, you got new coaches sparse throughout the defense with Dennis Allen there. And it's a lot of turnover on the defense. You got three new starters on the defensive line alone. How does that translate? You know? How are we still comfortable with the Saints' internal defensive line unit? I still say the Saints really need to go out and get a nose tackle veteran that can help out there because it's a little too it's too much of too many young, uh, unproven people there. We need to get a veteran guy that can plug that you can put in there and plug right away, just you know, in a, in, a, in part of the rotation as a backup. But then again, there there could be. Uh, Tanu passing you on that role. See, he's a key to a degree on wh- whether or not the Saints are looking in that way because they can possibly be looking at moving Tanu passing you at the interior position for the majority of the year. That could be something they could be looking at. So maybe that's why they're not doing it. But Tom will tell, man. Here we go. All to talk to Saints rookie Jake Hayner after he got drafted by the team in the fourth round. Huge fan of yours, wore the number nine in college, uh, and just seems to have that same kind of moxie, that that attitude and that makeup. Well, he's a poor man, Drew Brees, waiting to accomplish great things. That's what I think. Yeah, I had a chance to, uh, I had a chance to be around him this offseason. And, um, uh, he, you know, he communicated a little bit of, of how, you know, he, he followed me growing up, but, but not to the extent of, you know, what's come out since the draft. So, Obviously, that's humbling. Um, I think it's a great pickup for for the Saints. I think he brings a lot, you know. And, and look, you never you hope that Derek Carr can stay healthy and everything goes great. But as we know in the NFL, you need a very very capable you know backup, you know kind of stable of guys that can step in and get the job done if if they need to. You know, um, certainly Taysom Hill is always ready, willing, and able in whatever capacity you know the team needs him. Um, but yeah, that's always exciting to to get guys like that to hear stories uh, like that and and feel like you know you've you've made that type of impact on a on a young player, a young QB. Now, yeah, that's a long way from Drew to Jake Hayner, but he has potential. So, we'll see. Drew, you bring up Taysom Hill. I said there should be a category for him. I don't know, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not a regionalized Hall of Fame, but I mean, it's about jack of all trades, uh, Swiss Army knife. I mean, have you ever witnessed a quarterback that can run past you or run over you? He's not a quarterback. 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's, it kinda, you know... If Taysom's phenomenal, man. He's awesome, but one thing Taysom Hill is not is a quarterback. Let's cut that out, man. And then is capable uh, to do some play-action passes and then also block a punt or a return. Play-action passes. When Taysom Hill had opportunities to throw the ball last year, he would pretend he'll take a snap and position himself like he about to throw. Look, don't even go through his progressions and just take the hell off. I mean, how many passes did he have last year, man? You know, he, <laughs> he I mean, what, how many was it? I guarantee it was less than 12, less than 15 pass attempts last year as a quarterback. Turn a kickoff. I mean, he's like the modern day version of Jim Thorpe. I mean, can you name another NFL player that's playing in the 21st century or even before that who's on the Taysom Hill level? I've never seen a player like Taysom Hill ever. You know, may, maybe there was a, there maybe there was a throwback guy right. in the in the 1930s, 40s, right. 50s that we're just we're not thinking about. You know, autogram or so, I don't know, but I, I don't think we've ever witnessed anything like this before. A guy who who, who could, if if someone decided to build an offense around him, he could play quarterback in the NFL. Okay, look that that job is hard enough, right? But now couple that with the fact that he's returned punts, he's returned yeah. kickoffs, he's blocked punts, he's blocked extra points, he can block the point of attack in the run game, he can pass protect, he catches touchdowns, uh, you know, he, he can run the football as well as just about any running back you have. I mean, so it's not just one or the other, it's the it's the combination of all these things. If 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 he if all of a sudden you were down a, uh, an offensive lineman and, and you said, Taysom, would you just play guard for like three plays and just like hold up against this, this stud inside? Right, right. I bet you. Now listen, Taysom Hill's phenomenal, man. No doubt about it. He's absolutely phenomenal. He does everything else so well. Running back, wide receiver, he even played fullback for him. But I was just curious about what, what did Taysom Hill do as a passer in 2022? 
in 16 games last year. He went 13 of 19, 13 of 19 for 240 yards, and he threw two touchdowns last year. He had a 68.4% completion percentage. He was 13 of 19. All the times we've seen Taysom Hill back there, I was like, damn. In 16 games and all of the reps that Taysom got, he, he only threw the ball 19 times and completed it 13 times for 240. He had two touchdowns, and he had an average of 12.6 yards per throw, and that's because one of the throws he made was a 68-yarder, you know, there. So, it's, I he's just – he's – He's not a quarterback, man. <laughs> it's just, you know, when Taysom sees an opportunity to throw the ball, he doesn't throw it. He takes it, he pulls it down and runs with it. So that's my perspective. I bet you he could do it. Right, he right. Certainly stick, he'd certainly stick his nose in there and try. So, yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like the guy. And and he's he's is, 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 he's as good a teammate as, as I've ever had, too, you know, which which makes it even better. Drew, definitely appreciate the time. Yeah, t- yeah, Taysom Hill's an awesome dude, man. But in terms of, like, you just looking at the tape and you sit there and you watch the film from Taysom Hill and what he does, he's unstoppable. Like, if you look at his statistics from last year, his receiving stats from last year in 16 games, he had nine catches on 13 targets for 77 yards. He only had two touchdowns there, right? Receiving. We're talking about receiving from 2022. Nine catches. He was thrown at 13 times, only got nine of them for 77 yards, right? That was last year. In rushing statistics, we talk about guys saying, Q, uh, Taysom Hill is a, you know, he's a quarterback. Well, and I was telling you, man, he spends his time mostly as a, a flipping, he spends most time at, at running back. Well, the statistics Back that up. You see his receiving stats from 2022, 16 games. He was targeted 13 times, nine catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns. You go to his receiving statistics in 2022, 16 games, 96 carries, 575 yards with seven touchdowns. And a lot of that, the the 96 carries that Taysom had, he was averaging six yards per rush. And all of that, he only had one fumble. And I think he retained that that fumble. He didn't lose it. But you can see where his work is. And then you go down to his passing. And you see it right there. 16 games, 13 of 19 for 240 yards with two touchdowns. Yeah, 240 yards in. 68 of it came on one, on, you know, <laughs> one big pass. You can see his return stats right there. Not much shaking that, but you can see the bulk of his workload happens as a running back, and that's what I was telling people. The statistics back it up. You know, he's not really a quarterback. He, you know, he he he's back there where a quarterback is, but he pulls the ball down and he takes off. Man, that's what he does. He doesn't even go through his progressions most of the time. Anyway, let's let's recap this thing, man. We 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 covered. Bob, Bob Rose, feel free to go to the Saints News Network and check them guys out. Show them some love, man. Bob Rose, five Saints under the most pressure here in 2023. We went over that. We also reacted to Drew Brees on WWL. He had a really good interview there. Uh, you're breaking down what he thought about uh, several 
topics. We covered that as well. And also the depth chart, man. We kind of running out of time. And I will, we'll go over the depth chart at another show. But the Saints, with all of the great movements they have, and not just the free agents and draft picks, but the undrafted guys, are act, this is phenomenal. They're doing a really stellar job. And then the next thing would be, uh, how does the defense? So my questions kind of go, I, I know, I got a feeling. The Saints offense will be a top 10 unit this upcoming season. And I'm, I got the same feeling that I think the Saints defense will not be as good as we think they will be. But it's based on several factors. And that's free agents that we bring in. How do they look? And we think in like the, the biggest uh, question mark is the Saints interior defensive line. And they'll be tested in the first week when Henry comes, you know, when we go up there or I think it's home game when we face the Tennessee Titans. And we'll see Henry run against the Saints defensive line. That'll be a big test because we'll have to show two things. Can we stop the run and can we stop the mobile QB threat? The defense will be tasked with both of those things this upcoming season. And plus you got new coaches there, perhaps a new perspective from Ty Grantham. The defensive line coach could be provided. He's a very passionate guy, very fundamental guy, loud guy, very um, animated. He know what he's talking about. If you watch some film of Ty Grantham, we'll cover that on the next TSC uh, live episode. We'll play some of these coaches so you can feel, you know, their style and see how it can be effective with the New Orleans Saints. We did that with Cody Burns. So we'll cover that on another stream. So with that being said, we'll get ready to get on that. I'd like to thank all the family members for tuning in this episode of the show. Much love to you guys. Feel free, feel free, feel free to share the article, share the uh, Saints News Network article. Feel free to share the show's link. Feel free to subscribe to the show and above like the show. I've been getting a lot of commentary from family members that they're not getting the notifications when the show go live. Make sure you light everything up is what I've been told by the, the platform to tell you guys, because I had several conversations with them about that, is that people are simply not getting their notifications. And that's a big problem. So I've talked to them and they've they advised me to tell you to light up everything. That means the bell, hit the bell, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, hit the subscribe button and then hit it again. It, you know, if it, you know, unsubscribe and subscribe again. That's why I always tell you to make sure you check and make sure everything light it all up. And then, of course, I'm looking, I'm working on something on the side too with the whodaddaily.com so that you guys can get, you know, if you can't get it here, you can get it there as well. So anyway, with that being said, I'm gonna get out on that. I appreciate you guys for, uh, for all that you do. Thank you for being here uh, this late. Hope you guys are having a fantastic, uh, a week and a fantastic weekend ahead. So with that being said, I'm gonna get out your way. Much love to the fam and who that. Yeah. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Bucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. 
The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell the crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that at. Where we do that at. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that at. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Sponsored by ExpressVPN. Sending data over an encrypted internet connection is like sending a postcard that everybody can see. When you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether that's your phone, your computer, your tablet, your TV, etc., you're sending countless pieces of really precious data that can be seen or intercepted by all, all sort of parties before it reaches its intended destination. But a VPN or a virtual private network creates a secure tunnel between your device and the internet. In other words, it puts an envelope around your postcard so they can't sneak a peek at your private correspondence. The ExpressVPN protects you from spies who use your data for their own nefarious purposes. ExpressVPN prevents your ISP from seeing your private browsing activity. It also stops governments and large corporations and websites that constantly surveil you and harvest your data for their own agendas. ExpressVPN gives you unrestricted access to all parts of the internet so you can watch shows in other countries and even get certain discounts. So to get ExpressVPN, just click the link below. When you use the Pelican Postscan report, you get three, that's right, three months free of ExpressVPN. Hit the link now and get connected. TSC Unleashed is available on YouTube. Find TSC Unleashed. All the latest news, football, basketball, boxing, and entertainment news. We cover it all on TSC Unleashed. Every week, please feel free to subscribe to TSC Unleashed on YouTube. Pro Cafe, that's right. Pro Cafe is your new number one source for 24-7, seven-day-a-week, lo-fi music and more. Whether you're hard at work or hard at play, let Pro Cafe be your life soundtrack. Subscribe now at Pro Cafe on YouTube. Peace.
thewhothatdaily.com. That's right, thewhothatdaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top-flight boxing. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, thewhothatdaily.com is your site. Thewhothatdaily.com for the sport who that in all of us. Pro Shop, that's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shop. The link is in the description section. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.